Hey, this is Sujin. And Aaron on the Growth Mapping Podcast, where we break down what really happens behind the scenes in the world of marketing. We're going to show you what works and what doesn't, and we'll be interviewing some of the biggest names in the online world. You'll learn the strategies, tactics, and tricks that really move the needle and drive massive results. Hey guys, welcome back to the Growth Mapping Podcast with Sujin and Aaron. We're covering today what to do when your company stops growing, that horrible point where things are plateauing and you're working out what it is that you need to do next and why it's happening. And I guess when you, you think about it, it can happen at many different stages in your business as well. It's not just down to it happening right when you're a small business or trying to get to that 100K a month point or, or whatever it is. There's, there's many different points. So Surgeon, what's your what's your first tip? What do you think we need to do when businesses stop growing? I think the big thing is kind of looking at the data, understanding are there any channels that are stopped kind of working? I know that you know th- the market, the digital marketing space changes really rapidly. It could just be that something, it could be as simple as like, oh, Facebook has changed the way they structure, like if you're e-commerce, your shopping feed, uh, your products, and or introduced new formats, and that could screw up the performance. So look at the data. They think that's really, really important. Look at the conversion rates. But another big thing is to look at the potential possibility of each marketing channel that you're using. Like, is it that you're ranking well and you've just ate up, you're ranking for a lot of the top keywords that you're going after on the SEO front and you don't have another big win in sight unless you get to page one of for another keyword. Like what, you know, look at like each channel and how much of the market share or potential you've used up from that channel. What do you look at? Yeah, look, I guess with specifically what you were saying, they use the data. I guess if we dig down, we're specifically talking, the first point of call would be to hit your analytics, right? Um, look at which channels in your analytics are actually flatlining or, or declining and, and sort of work it out from there. So I specifically wanted to highlight the fact that analytics would be my go-to from there. Given that we, you know, we're in the industry of, of search and content, we're, we're obviously going to start doing um, you know, as we've met, mentioned in previous um, episodes, start doing a content audit and fully understanding how successful or unsuccessful specific pieces of content are being, working out whether it's, as you said, things are saturated if we're, we're reaching our peak um, or if we're just going down a path of all of a sudden we're creating content that really isn't of value to people and isn't of interest and therefore that's translating into lower traffic and lower leads and lower sales. It's as you said, data is really key to all of this. It's not about just thinking that you need to double down on your marketing spend or put put twice as much budget into you know AdWords or, or pay per click ads. And I, I'm guessing you've seen the same, Sujan. I see so many times and businesses that we deal with just say, "Oh yeah, lead volumes dropping off. We're not going to try and analyze anything. We're just going to dump more money into to ads." And it's a ridiculous way of doing things. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the big things is do, go back and do the math on each of your channels and see the potential growth that you can get from each one, right? So, for example, if you're hitting, if you're doing AdWords and you've just capped the, like, there's not many more keywords you go after and you have to open up to maybe the display network or you have to expand it out a bit more 
don't expect those channels to drive the same results. So I think it goes back to like setting the expectations of each channel and understanding the potential and viability of each channel. You know, some, some other things, you know, that's, I think there's lots of things you can learn from analytics, but I think, you know, really the best kind of ways to, to learn is, uh, is talking to your customers, right? Like actually human interaction with people. It's really weird, you know, online world, no human interaction, but you know, getting customer feedback from, um, from the people who have, uh, if you have a SaaS product, the people who use your product the most often, like the most active people. And so just on, just on that point, I mean, obviously, you know, there's loads of different survey tools and stuff that you can use online, but you're specifically highlighting getting on the phone and speaking with people and understanding exactly how they feel in their own words. Are you right? Is that, is that right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm actually talking about emailing people and connecting with them. And, you know, you can have them fill out like a, like a, a Google form or, or feedback form via email. I think you can also, like you were mentioning on the website, you can do like, you can use like a hot jar, Qualaroo to maybe put it on your checkout page and understand better what people are like, why they're abandoning or what the problems are. But I think, I like to do the polarizing views. So you look at the data, you've taken a very quantitative look. Now I think it's very important to take a very qualitative look and really just understand what people love and what they don't like. So you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, we, you know, we've tested Facebook ads and for MailShake and a few of our SaaS companies, and you know, we, we, we stopped it. Yes, they have a good they have a good CAC, but the what we realize is that like our competitors have a way bigger brand than us. They have a lot more kind of educational resources. And so if we're going to go out there to people who are not at all familiar with our brand and we're pushing Mailshake in their face or our SaaS companies in their face, it's not going to work as well. Now that may be, that may change as the business matures. And, you know, I think this was something less than I learned in late 2016 that uh, we advertise too early uh, if we did the same thing, if we do the same thing again, it could work because, you know, we have fast forward a year, we have 10,000 customers. So it, things can change as you get volume and know when channels work. So so there's, there's that element too. Yeah. Look, for me, I guess we're, we're talking about what to do when your business stops growing. And, you know, there's there's the marketing and the acquisition side. And as you sort of touched on, there's also, it touches on retention and, and how to stop churn in business. And, People often don't focus enough attention on the churn side and how to reduce churn, how to keep customers happy, customer delight uh, that I know you're a big fan of, Sujin, and just making sure that people want to stay using your service because if you can reduce that, you know, you can reduce your need or over-reliance on acquisition, uh, which is, you know, by default, everyone just seems to go for acquisition, don't they, when, when things like this happen? Yeah, and oftentimes acquisition is actually not the problem. It's the conversion rate, it's the churn, it's the abandonment rate, it's everything but the acquisition. I was just going to say, you actually touched on probably the other most important point there, which was conversion rate that, that we haven't touched on. You know, we talked about acquisition, we talked about reducing churn. Um, the, the conversion rate is something, again, many people ignore. You know, you, you've, got, you've got some traffic coming in because you obviously acquired um, leads and sales in the first place, but small changes 
can lead to massive improvements in conversions and can can just like it's a multiplier effect in terms of the amazing results that you can get increasing uh, leads and sales through conversion optimization. We see huge results in some of the the big clients that we do it for. Yeah, in fact, like I would go double down on that. I usually when I start to see growth, instead of investing more into the channels that are working, I actually invest. I keep doing them, but I invest into CRO because now I have volume to have traffic to play around with and fix the funnel and, or at least imp- start improving it. And then I start to double down on the channels that are working. I think what a lot of people do, and unfortunately, if your business stops growing, you might already be there, is they keep putting money into where, what's working now and not like looking at what's going to happen in three months, six months, 12 months when you scale or you kind of, you grow to the point where like you're going after a bigger audience who may not have the same, like the same, your, your reputation might be the same. You might have to pitch them a little differently. You know, the maturity of your business is different. So don't wait till it's too late. Always be investing and looking at the conversion rate and you can use PPC do that quickly. Right? So like some of our, like in some of our businesses and even clients, like the unit economics don't support doing uh, aggressive PPC or making that the main uh, marketing channel, acquisition channel. However, every quarter or so, we go spend a little burst on it to get data and get feedback. So uh, it's an easy way to kind of turn the fire hose on and off. Yeah, for sure. Look, I guess uh, for me, if I had to give one piece of advice to any business that's plateauing and really needs to have something happen that's going to ensure the longevity and scale of their business, um, at least on, on the new, on, on the leads and sales front, it would be spend the time, energy and effort, uh, and money, uh, that it takes to be able to ensure that you have a sales funnel that gets you sales through paid traffic sources. Because paid traffic, just like you said, you can scale it up and down at will. But if you find a way and your numbers match up properly, that says, I know that each customer through this channel is going to cost this much and it simply scales endlessly like AdWords pretty much can, can scale to the nth degree or Facebook. That, that's, that's a golden goose in, in many situations. So spend the time, energy and effort focusing on that. Exactly. All right. So um, one last thing before we wrap this thing up is when you're coming, you know, when you're in this state of mind, it's almost like you're desperate to figure out new things that work you know, so just make sure two things. One, you, you you don't have you don't fall into the sunk cost fallacy where you keep spending because you're hoping it's going to work one day. You got to draw a line in the sand and when things are just not going to work, and you might be there. Number two is don't just try a lot of new channels. Think about one or two channels that you can try and do the math on them if they were successful. So, for example, let's say. I've tapped out all these channels. I want to try doing podcast advertising or radio advertising. And I'm comparing that to webinars, co-marketing. And obviously, yeah, maybe I'm in a state I could do it all together. But like then you might not know which one's perfectly working. So do one or two. Figure out if that channel worked in a perfect world scenario, how many customers would that generate? How, what's the scale of that channel? And then invest in the one that's the best, a.k.a. the most the most ROI and the least amount of time to get it out the door. The last thing you want is to go have to develop stuff and, and, and 
take three months to launch something. So that, that could be another thing that kind of gets in the way. Good points. All right, guys, that wraps it up for today, but stick around. We've got some good episodes coming up. Uh, as always, if there's something you want us to cover, please stalk us, find us online. We are in many places. Hit us up, let us know what you want us to cover, and we'd gladly do that for you. Uh, until next time. Ciao. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions, reach out to us at hello at growthmappingpodcast.com as we would love to hear from you. We believe we've delivered value to you. If you agree, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the best way you can say thanks. So thank you, and we'll catch you next time.